This is the Heartland Daily Podcast. Looks like uh, the socialists claim victory in a uh, in a Texas district, which is very interesting. We're going to be talking about that with Chris Talgo on this segment of Stopping Socialism TV. Before we jump into the topic at hand, I do want to put that call out there, something that I say at the beginning of all of these videos, that if you want to help us get the message of Stopping Socialism out there, you can do so free of cost by just hitting the like button, leaving a comment, sharing this video. If you're not a subscriber, make sure to hit that subscribe button. All of these things help us with the the algorithms that uh, big tech constructs to prevent content like this from reaching more people so help us break through that by just doing those very simple things chris talgo uh you are the editor-in-chief of stopping social uh yeah stopping socialism.com is that correct yes sir fantastic and this is a a new article that you just published on there uh, what just like a day or so ago uh, titled Socialist Cruises to Victory in Texas's 35th Congressional District Primary. Uh, I thought this was an interesting article to talk about on Stopping Socialism TV because we, among all of the other things that we do, uh, we have a project called Socialism Watch where we keep tabs on uh, how successful socialists are, like members of the Democratic Socialists of America are, in elections across the country. And it seems like this is going to be one that you're going to be keeping an eye on. Uh, why don't you uh, take us through this a little bit? Absolutely. So Texas, uh, Texas 35th Congressional District primary was recently held. I think it was uh, March 1st. And uh, we saw Greg Cesar, a uh, member of the Democratic Socialists of America, mm. uh, cruise to victory, just crushed his opponent by uh, more than 40 points. Wasn't even close. <laughs> And, you know, I guess it makes me wonder, is this a bellwether? Is this the canary in the coal mine? Is this going to, you know, uh, be fortuitous in terms of what the uh, Democratic Socialists and Socialists in general are going to do in the uh, 2022 midterm election? Or is this a one-off? Is this a, a uh, you know, an, an exception to the norm? I mean, time will tell, but... Obviously, in the state of Texas, a pretty deep red state, it's a little, uh, you know, surprising that a Democratic Socialist would win in such, you know, easy manner in the Democratic primary. Yeah, well, so let's just make this very clear. Uh, they they didn't win the c- congressional seat yet. This is just the primary. So he only was up against other Democrats. Right. Uh, and I don't know too much about this Eddie Rodriguez that he went up against. But yeah, it looks like... Um, our friend here, our Democratic Socialist friend, Greg Cesar, demolished him. <laughs> so in this article, you you kind of lay out the, uh, you know, just kind of what's happening on the ground. But then you ask, who is Greg Cesar? So you went through some of his policy positions. Uh, do you want to just take us through some of his more um, socialist in nature stances? Yeah, so... Greg Cesar is not your prototypical socialist, I guess. He's not, you know, calling for the uh, government to completely uh, take over the means of production. (laughs) But he is definitely in favor of many uh, socialistic policies, uh, starting with uh, the Green New Deal. He is (laughs) a firm supporter of that. 
Medicare for all. He is all in on Medicare for all. He thinks that the government should be the single payer and that all of our health care decisions should be uh, dealt with by the federal government. He is also a uh, advocate of a uh, UBI. He is an advocate of a jobs guarantee provided by the federal government. And among other things, he is a proponent of the federal government providing housing for all Americans because according to his campaign website, he believes that housing is a human right. Of course, of course. Well, I'm sure all of these things are a human right. Uh, a job is a human right. A house is a human right. Healthcare is a human right. I mean, that's just the the standard slogan talking point of the Democratic Socialists of America. If you want something, just call it a human right and the government will supply it all for free. And by free, I mean the taxpayers will take care of that. Um, so yeah, you brought up a couple of things in your statement here. Um, one of it is, is this a bellwether type of thing? And that was actually going to be one of my questions to you is, is this a sign of things to come? And, and we've got a couple of, uh, different trend lines that I guess that we can, that we can kind of factor into this little discussion here. One is what we've seen from just the past couple of iterations of that socialism watch project that we've been doing is that there has been an increase in the amount of, uh, Demo uh democratic socialist candidates and a, a general uptrend in the amount of success that they've been having but then also the other thing that's kind of going into this is that the all signs suggest that there is going to be a a red wave i guess in, in these midterms so is it possible that you know, a lot of uh, the establishment Democrats are almost sitting this out because, you know, they think that this is going to be a bloodbath when it comes to this election. And that's why candidates like this guy are, are getting so much traction. Uh, can you make heads of tails of this for me? Yeah, well, I mean, this is a, you know, a multifaceted uh, question, but he, here, here would be my starting point. So in the past decade, we have seen a big rise in socialist candidates across the United States, whether it's you know federal offices, local offices, state offices. So we are seeing a pattern develop, a trend develop, where far left uh, democratic socialists or far left progressives, whatever they want to call themselves, the squad, they are gaining momentum on the left. So we know that now come 2022 midterms, yes, you know, by the way that things are looking right now, it looks like it's going to be a red wave. But that does not mean that within the Democratic uh, Party's seats that they more or less control, that there is not going to be more of a radical Democratic Socialist takeover of those seats. And I think that this is a prime example of that. So the Texas 35th Congressional District was held by a somewhat moderate Democrat, you know, uh, your, you know, your grandfather and grandparents, uh, Democrat, for lack of a better term, but he is not running again, because I think you could claim, you could make the argument that he sees the writing on the wall, that there is a new guard here in the Democratic Party, and they are uh, on the cusp of taking over. Hmm. Yeah. And, and another thing that, um, and this is almost like a criticism that I see, like in our comment sections, you know, people that aren't uh, particularly in favor of the of the viewpoints that we express on this on this show and this channel is like, 
oh, you're just the standard, you know, you you Republicans think that everything is socialism or something like that. And and we've actually, to our credit, have really tried to make a distinction about what is socialism and what isn't socialism. I mean, we even uh, produced a a report about like the the Scandinavian countries, Sweden, Denmark and what Finland and how like, yeah, they have all these socialistic programs, these big social safety net type things, universal health care, you know, you name it. But they're not actually a socialist country, you know, so I, I want to be like very clear about, you know, uh, about what is socialism and what isn't to me. Big S socialism on a nationwide scale is what you had mentioned, the, the idea of government owning and operating the, the means of production. That's not what, you know, initiating a, a universal health care program would do to the country. Now, in that industry itself of healthcare, a universal healthcare program would be socializing that industry. So, again, I just want to make it very clear when we use these terms of what socialism is. And when I was reading this article, and I even went to that guy's website, and I'm, I'm reading through it, and there's nothing in there that suggests, like you said, that he is in favor of overthrowing capitalism and installing socialism as an economic theory from the top down or anything like that. So... I guess my question to you is, regard, uh, despite the fact that Greg Cesar is a member of the Democratic Socialists of America, is he just like a big progressive? I mean, is that am I am I am I making a, a distinction that's not necessary here? What do you think? I think you could say that on the spectrum of socialism, you've got your you know your 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 ardent socialists and your ardent communists that want you know government to completely take over everything totally control centralize everything and we would you know live in a you know you know communist uh you know state right. but there are also people like uh you know greg here who definitely have socialist leanings he's definitely promoting socialist policies but he is not making that you know like that that he's not planting his socialist uh, flag in the ground saying, yes, I am a, you know, out and out socialist. I love socialism. So it's almost like he's trying to play both sides here. You know, on one, on one hand, he calls himself a progressive. On the other hand, he's a proud member of the democratic socialists of America. So mm -hmm. it looks like he's trying to, you know, uh, uh, you know, toe that line. But I, I mean, if it were up to me and someone said, is this guy a socialist or not? I would say yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's, it's interesting because like, you know, what are our, our second favorite socialist of this channel, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. It's like, obviously, she has a, a lot of very uh, nice things to say about democratic socialism. But like, to my knowledge, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here, people in the in the comments, I don't think any reporter has ever sat her down and asked, where is the end of your like socialist leanings? You know, obviously you bash capitalism as being the culprit for so many of society's ills or anything like that. But are you willing to go as far as saying that we should get rid of capitalism and install socialism at like the, the core uh, economic you know column of our country? I don't think anyone's ever asked her that. And I'm not entirely sure that she would admit that, even if she was straight up asked that. So it's like, do we actually have like socialists in this country running for office or are they just like socialistic, super progressives? I'm not entirely sure of that answer. 
I'm not entirely sure that answer either, but here's another way of uh, looking at it. Uh, the policies that people like AOC, Bernie, Rashida Tlaib, Cory Bush, and Greg here are promoting are definitely moving us more toward that you know, socialist model. So whether they're doing it incrementally or whether they're saying, let's just, you know, do it all in one fell swoop, like, you know, Stalin and Lenin, you know, back in the day did sure. in, uh, in Russian Soviet Union, they're, they're moving in the same direction. You know, Greg, uh, on his website, he talks about, I want government to do much more. I want government to be in charge of healthcare, in charge of the you know, environment, in charge of uh, housing, in charge of, you know, creating jobs. And I want to pay for that by taxing the rich, taxing right. the wealthy. So the tenets of what he is promoting are absolutely socialist in nature. But once again, I think that the socialism word in America is still kind of a dirty word, not nearly as dirty as it was even when I was like a kid. So, you know, there's still like a like a somewhat reluctance for him to just openly embrace socialism. But like I said before, I think if you look at his policy positions and, you know, what what he's advocating for, how can you not put him in the socialist uh, camp? Right. And I also want to make it very clear to our listeners that uh, I don't condone socializing any industry, even despite like that, not necessarily making a, a socialist country. We could have that separate conversation about uh, socializing healthcare and how terrible that would be and how it would end up in, in rationing and less innovation and, and terrible outcomes and all of those things. Socialize anything, education, you come up with uh, uh, bad outcomes. We could have that separate discussion. But yeah, I'm just, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think we're at the point yet where we're going to have a Bernie Sanders type person being like, you know what? No, we don't want our social programs to be based around how much money that we can pry out of the richest hands because they're playing this corrupt capitalism game. We need straight up socialism from the top down. I don't think we're there yet. And uh, if our channel is successful, hopefully we'll never get to that point. But uh, is there any other kind of last comments you want to make about this this story here? Yeah, I mean, so even though we're not at that point yet where you've got, you know, people uh, like Bernie Sanders outspokenly advocating for, you know, a socialist revolution, the fact that Bernie Sanders was almost twice elected the Democratic uh, uh, candidate for the president of the United States is something that it, it would have been so, like, in incalculable for for even me 10 to 15 years ago so when when i look at like the overall trend and the way that the trend lines are moving it, it uh, does you know provoke some fear in me that hey wait a second like you know 10 20 years ago this guy would have been laughed off stage here he is now the democratic primary uh candidate for a uh seat in a uh, Republican state. So right. it just makes me wonder if the Overton window is shifting and if we need to make sure that we uh, properly and accurately describe these people because they're, they're, they're like, you know, they're playing that game of, yeah, I guess I'm, you know, like a, you know, a, a socialist, you know, in my policies, but I'm not going to like say it in terms of my name. So right. I think we, we have to, you know, be, as uh, accurate as possible in describing what his policies would uh, produce. Yeah, well, no, the the I think you nailed it on the head with the whole Overton window concept because you're right, and 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 the reason why this whole project, this whole center uh, at the Heartland Institute, the the Socialism Research Center, started a few years ago is because we saw this trend line, we saw how much of an influence people like Bernie Sanders and Alexandria Ocasio Cortez was having, and it's like. If you were to just take a, a universe where all of the conservative small government voices were just like 
you know, not included in the conversation and we just had the current progressive Democratic Party in place, you would see that faction off into your progressive wing and your straight up socialist wing. And it's like just that idea that like we could be in a situation where straight up socialists are going to have uh, an influence in the party. Like that's enough to justify us having a, a page like this. So that's that's the the whole point of the Stopping Socialism Project, the Socialism Research Center here, the Stopping Socialism TV. If you go to stoppingsocialism.com, you can find this article and more articles talking about this stuff. You can also find us on the various social medias around the internet, whether it's Facebook, Stopping Socialism. Uh, we have an Instagram account. Uh, we have an, I don't know, Twitter. If you look hard enough, you're going to find our stuff. Chris, any last words, anything you want to get off your chest before we sign off for the segment? Yeah, in the uh, current makeup of the U.S. House of Representatives, the socialist progressive wing, and I'll throw, you know, Jamal Bowman, AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, Cory Bush, you know, Ayanna Presley in that bunch. We've seen the amount of uh, power and influence that they wield. So when we see, uh, you know, more and more socialist candidates running for House of Representatives, on the Democratic Party's ticket, it makes me fear that 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 core uh, group is 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 increasing, not decreasing, and, and that and, that, it, be, and it like and it and it begets even further socialism and, and progressivism because like right. let's say in the future this Greg Cesar guy is running against another Democratic Socialist of America type candidate for the primary in the future or something like that. Now, the other one is going to try to out-socialist the other one. So it's just right, like right. kind of... And, and, and it normalizes the positions that he's espousing, which, like I said, man, 20 years ago, in you know in uh, the u.s uh, house of representatives these ideas would have been like laughed out of the room now yeah. they are in texas nonetheless yeah now they're taken as okay is this like the the path that the united states is about to embark upon i hope yeah. not <laughs> yeah no doubt but uh you know here at stopping socialism the the uh, socialism research center we are going to keep an eye on it and like i said uh you know we do do this socialism watch i have a graph a graphic up here for the the latest version of it socialist watch 2020 which you can find i'll put a link to it in the show notes for this little clip here but surely we're gonna start planning for the next iteration of it uh come these midterms so stay tuned for that if you are interested but like i said go and check out all of our stuff be a subscriber help us break through those big tech algorithms with this video just by hitting the like button button leaving a comment sharing it and being a subscriber like i said chris tagle thank you for joining us for this segment here and we will talk to you all next time have a great day